Hello world, we are back for the very first episode of In the Meantime podcast, a lifestyle and personal growth podcast for single Christian women over 40 who are actively waiting for a spouse and what that life looks like in the meantime. So if you were with me last week, I did an introductory episode to let you know exactly what we're going to do in the podcast. It's going to be about 10-15 minutes. We're going to be focused on two different areas, either lifestyle topics or focused preparation for marriage topics. And then we're going to look at some action that we can do for the week and have a final word of scripture. And if you're not a Christian, that's perfectly fine. I'd be happy for you to listen in. Just fair warning, we will be talking about scripture and everything that we're going to be discussing is going to be seen through the lens of Christianity and our lives like that. So let's go ahead and dive in. First, let's do a recap. What did you think about last week when you reflected on your life and if there are any areas that you can improve? If you were to ask yourself the question, would you marry you? What would the answer be? You know, based on your attitude, based on your character, if you're living in your purpose, you know, the way you look physically, would you marry you if hottie UPS guy stopped by your apartment and opened the door and saw you, would you be the fascinating, gorgeous, confident woman that he is like, whoa, let me ask her if I could come back without a package or would he have to be told by God that you're his wife and that's really the only way he's going to believe it. So, you know, just sit on that for a little bit. And we know that there are always areas where we can improve and that's great. So this week we're going to be focused on a little bit more focused preparation. And last week we discussed pretty much what that is about, just looking at areas emotionally, physically, Um, spiritually, are we prepared for marriage, what we can do to increase our chances of being a better spouse overall. So this week, we're going to be talking about the elephant that's in the room, which whenever we start thinking about how can we improve our lives, there are always going to be some roadblocks that are in front of us. And I want to talk about the roadblock of fear. So really, what's holding you back from change? Because we're right on the precipice. It's time to do it. We know what we got to do. We might not know how to get it done, but it's got to happen. So what would you say is holding you back? And I think for most of us, it is at the very root fear. So back in early February, or it might have been late January, I can't really recall, I came across a book by Ruth Sukup called Do It Scared. And this is not a a paid advertisement, (laughs) just so you know. But I did her free assessment, and you can go online at doitscared.com slash dis slash assessment. Let me make sure I have that right. Doitscared.com slash dis dash assessment. You can do it. It's free. If you want a detailed breakdown of what your assessment is, you have to pay $15. I went ahead and paid the $15, but you don't have to. You can do the assessment and it'll tell you pretty much your top three areas of where you're having trouble. And so I already knew right off the bat 
that uh, a fear archetype for me was procrastination. I could tell you that straight away. I'm definitely a procrastinator. I don't like to get started unless I'm kind of confident that I know I would be successful, which is crazy because then you never start anything because there's really no guarantee that you'll be successful. So really on its face, it doesn't make sense. So, But I went ahead and took the quiz just to see if maybe I was wrong about myself because you know if you're not doing a lot of reflection, a lot of introspection, you might not know yourself as well as you think you do. But thankfully, I do know myself really well. And 77% match for procrastination. And what is the root? What is a procrastinator? Um, Someone who pretty much lives their life in a fear of failure. And that's basically what a procrastinator is. You know, we fear making a mistake and we have trouble pulling the trigger. And that's definitely me. I'm pretty much a perfectionist as well. If I haven't looked through everything, if I hadn't read through, you know, done all the studying, make sure I know exactly what I'm doing each and every step of the way, I, I might not start. Just might not start. We do produce high quality work, which is great. We're very well organized. Um, we do have attention to detail, but we spend too much time researching and planning. And that is definitely me. I definitely do that a lot. I love research and planning because it kind of helps you get creative and you're thinking about, wow, this is going to be great. I'm going to be able to do this. And then you never do it. <laughs> yeah. The second archetype that I am is the outcast. The outcast is, I'm a 71% match for that. And this type of person has a fear of rejection. So we just keep ourselves outside looking in. And I was a little bit surprised to realize that this, you know, was an element of my personality. Yes, I am quite introverted. Yes, I have no problem like that song says, I'll be over here, you know, sitting over here doing something else, you know, observing. I do like to observe a lot. I do participate. You know, I'm great at participating in groups and things like that. But uh, someone who has a fear of rejection, uh, I, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess I can see that. And that's something that you, in order to overcome that, you just got to put yourself out there. Let's be honest, because not everyone is going to accept you. As my mother taught me when I was very young, she said, not everyone is going to like you. Some people will have no reason for it. And that has stuck with me. And but as, you know, a woman of God, we're supposed to be out there being fearless in the world because who who do we have on our side? We have the God of the universe. So one thing that I'm doing right now is taking a course about I'm preparing for marriage and being a woman and being a feminine woman or woman of femininity. And one of the things that I've learned is you got to walk in the room like you own it, like everyone likes you. And it's not from a place of arrogance. It's really from a place of self-confidence, really beating back that fear that of you telling yourself you're going to be rejected automatically because that's not true. And you don't know. You're basing that on nothing. You're basing that on feelings and Something that we all know, feelings are not facts. Thank you, Ben Shapiro. And it's true. It's really not fact. So feelings, we all know, 
in the feeling center of our brain. It's really not a whole lot of critical thinking going on there, especially if we're overcome with it. So if you're overcome with that feeling, you know for a fact that it's not a fact. Okay, so that was the second. And the third level of my personality here is a rule follower, 66% match of someone who is always following the rules. They struggle to innovate. I don't know if I struggle to innovate. I do like looking for different solutions because I am a problem solver, but I can understand the other aspects of it. You value firm leadership and boundaries. Yes, I do. I want to know where my right and left limits are. Please don't let me fit you know, have to figure that out on my own because then I fear rejection because what if I do something wrong, you know, and you tell me after the fact that that's wrong when you could have told me before the fact. So I absolutely see this, see me as a rule follower and the fear underlying the rule follower is a fear of unpredictability, you know, and it's just that little level of control there and being able to know exactly what's coming. And so when you're a rule follower, you live life according to plan. And sometimes you don't question authority and you're unwilling to break out of your own plan to be spontaneous, to do something new. So I encourage you guys to take that assessment. I thought that was really helpful. And so how do we move forward? from recognizing our fear you know what is the action and i think the action that we need to take this week is to dig a little deeper in what you reflected on last week and ask yourself what experience did you go through or who told you that you were fearful or you couldn't do something or you need to hold back or you need to color within the lines essentially and how often have you been telling yourself this And do you even recognize that you feel this way, that you're telling yourself this every day of your life because of the feeling is already there? You know, when you're thinking of a certain thing, the more you think about something, the more you stir up that emotion, that feeling, the more your brain gets used to it, and then it becomes your reality. So our action today is dig a little deeper, journal about this, see what is at the root of this fear, and then take the quiz. A a bonus action is to read her book. I thought it was uh, very insightful. I really enjoyed it. And just really deep dive into that experience or when you told yourself or who told you that you should be fearful. And do you need to forgive? Ask yourself that question. Do you need to forgive that person? Do you need to forgive yourself? And let go of that fear. Take the peace from God and move forward with your life. And we're going to, of course, dive deeper into that as we go through the podcast, as we experience you know, different things in life, as we're trying to be a different person, and we're trying to be more fascinating, trying to really enjoy our lives, have more satisfaction, be more content as women over 40. We're going to see how that plays out in our lives. So I would highly recommend that everyone do that. Let me read you a little bit from my journal that I have here before I dive into the scripture reference. And I and this came from this month. This month. So this is not something that is going to go away and never come back. You know, you might have to battle it out week in, week out. And you know what? I'm not going to say it's 
tough and it woe is you and woe is me and it's just never going to get any better. No, I'm going to say, you know what? You know, it's time to fight. Let's gear up for the fight. Fighting is fun. So here's what I said in my journal. Do not be afraid. Um, actually, it is part of the scripture reference. Sorry about that. Let me go back to what I wrote the 25th of January. What has been holding me back from taking greater risks? You know, I don't have faith that I'll do it well, so I don't. But that's the start of being better, not doing it well. I'm not born perfect. No amount of knowledge can guarantee that I'll do things perfectly. I have to put into practice what I've learned. I've been holding myself back from destiny and whining that I have no purpose. I am purpose. Christ died for me. I'm supposed to start. Whatever I feel strongly about, that could help others. I need to stop looking for purpose and be purpose. So that's what I want you guys to think about this week. Be purpose. Okay, so let's get go ahead and get into our scripture reference. And instead of, you know, doing a scripture about fear, you know, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed. Everybody does that. I understand that. And those are great scriptures. And there, there are a lot of scriptures in the Bible about fear. I think there's about 33 of them. Last time I checked um, when I was researching this, but I want to take it from a different, different perspective. I've been doing a topical study going through Proverbs, looking for verses that have to do with business and money. I believe I said that last week. So I came across Proverbs 10, 4. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. And you know, I go through the Blue Letter Bible to look at the root words to see what this means. And what I came away with is you will be in need when your efforts and what you commit yourself to which means the hand you're committing yourself to is rooted in laxness, deceit, idleness, slothfulness, and slack. But when you reach out your hand to what causes poverty, you will get poverty. This hand is hollow. And that's what uh, the word was meaning in the Blue Letter Bible. The hand, when it talks about a slack hand, is hollow. It's curved. It can't hold anything. But when your hand is powerful and consecrated and open, applying itself in a great variety of ways, it becomes sharp and diligent, sharp like gold, like a threshing instrument. So we're talking about the hand of the diligent is described as the hand that's powerful and consecrated and it's open. And sharp is like a threshing instrument. And if you know what threshing instrument means, it's an instrument that separates the grain which is the fruit from the shaft or the rest of the plant. That is not what we're looking at. (laughs) That's worthless. So if you're a threshing instrument, you are someone who's sharp, who's able to get that fruit, reap that fruit. And wealth can only come from gathering the fruit. So what we need to focus on this week is being that purpose. We're going to remove fear from our lives and we're going to be focused on gathering that fruit that we know we want in our lives, whether that's making ourselves better in our lifestyle, better in preparation mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, emotionally. We want that fruit. We want to be that fruit. And so I want you guys to be diligent as we go on this journey. Do not be slothful because <laughs> you will get nothing. But if you're diligent, you will reap. Okay. I cannot wait to see you guys or 
you know, next week. I'm really not seeing you guys. This is a podcast, but you know what I mean. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. I hope you have a great week and take care. Bye-bye.